Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan, Keith Steigert, Uber Reader, and Romance Junkie. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls! Yeah, it's so fucking cold here. There's no way her dog could be outside. It is really cold out. And she does yeah. not have, I mean, she doesn't have hair hardly. Yeah. So it's like 15 degrees. Is it better? I tried to make it so my computer was closer to me. Is it better? Yes. Yeah, no, it sounds good. I think it's because it was still like clicking as you were Because we were hearing like a like a like an echo type thing. Whoops. Oh, I was still turning my volume up. That's probably why. Oh, okay. She woke up because I said the word. You said her name. (laughs) I said her name. Do not speak her name. (laughs) I don't know what. what, Well, my one who won't be named is sleeping. So. Yay. What the hell is that sound? It's Echo. That's Echo snoring. Jesus fuck. Do you want me to see if I can get her to stop? No, 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 no. Let it be. Let it be. That's that's just hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That's how my cat sounds when it snores. That's why I knew it was an animal snoring. (laughs) You know what I did over the holidays? What did you do? I went to a play. What'd you go see? A musical, actually. I saw Mean Girls. Oh, that's Mr. Keith's favorite. (laughs) It was actually. um, Of course, I'd seen the movie before. Um, My cousin Joan bought tickets for her sisters and and I got to go with for that. So it was really cool. It was it was funny because we walked in the door. I'm like, God, why is everybody wearing pink? Because it's Tuesday. And everybody wears pink <laughs> on Tuesday. And I'm like, Wednesday or Wednesday, Wednesday. whatever day. I was just going to say it's Wednesday. Whatever day it was. I don't know. I, I mean, I saw the movie once, but it's not one of those movies I memorized. I was not a mean girl. I'm a mean girl now, but I was not a mean girl then. I'm not a mean girl on purpose, but sometimes I'm a bitch. I think that's fair. I think all of us can be a bitch sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I made fun of the mean girls. Did you make fun of the mean girls? I did not because I was scared of them. Well, so. I didn't do it to their faces. I mean, <laughs> so Vonnie was a mean girl to the mean girls. <laughs> well, that's called self only to their faces when when I've been drinking. <laughs> that's called self preservation, right there. <laughs> was it good though? Did you enjoy it? It was. It was. The only thing that I didn't like about it was the fact that, and when you go to a musical, you can't zoom in. Nope. <laughs> you know, so so I couldn't. I mean, I really have always enjoyed plays, but usually when I go to a play, it's in a more intimate setting. Smaller theaters are better, in my opinion, because you can see better, you can hear better. And this was a really big venue, so I'm sitting there thinking, why the fuck haven't they figured this out? Why can't I zoom in yet? (laughs) 
Because <laughs> your eyes don't work that way. Well, I'm, you know, I read a lot of sci-fi. So I'm sitting there the whole time going, okay, you know those contact lenses in that book I read a couple of weeks ago? Those would be <laughs> perfect for this. I, you I know, did, that's I, why opera glasses exist. Exactly. Like, yeah, but I mean, they, they wand you when you go in now. I mean, you can't carry big, bulky yeah. stuff when you go into a show like that because they think you're... Uh, Oops, no good. Sniper mm. or some shit like that. <laughs> I feel like if you had a pair of binoculars, you're probably not the first person to bring a pair of binoculars. Yeah, but I don't think they'd let you now. Oh, I bet they, maybe. I really don't think so. Because they were checking. They were checking everybody. And the other cool thing that I liked about going was they made everybody show their vax card to get in. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because there are a yep. lot of old people that go to those shows. Yeah. Oh, I was like the youngest season ticket holder in Nashville and in Columbus when I yeah. had season tickets to the Broadway shows. It makes me feel sad because live theater is so awesome. I could go for a live Hamilton right now. Not like a Disney Plus, but like put my butt in a theater seat and just let me take in Hamilton live again. Like it would just feel so good. It's, See, it's- I am the opposite. I want them like Martha was saying, like I want to be in my living room and I want them to do more filming of stage shows like they did yes. with Hamilton on Disney Plus. I agree. Did with you that. see like, Annie live? Yes. It was so good. I'm always impressed that people can perform flawlessly. I'm fortunate. It's not flawless. They screw it up sometimes. Well they do they do screw it up sometimes. I mean, but and and if you know the show well enough then you know when right. they make mistakes. Yeah. But good performers can just fudge their way through. Sometimes when they make the mistakes, that's the funniest part because they can really play that off. Agreed. One of my favorites in college, we did Pirates of Penzance. And our friend Mike was the modern major general. And like the third night, he like made up a whole verse like he started the song and he's like i am the very model of a modern major gen-. like what I, and then all of a sudden i was like that's not the what the hell is mike doing i was like he just made, and it was like perfect like if you didn't know the show like you had no idea that mike was completely lost to the song like he just like combined like two verses and we all afterwards i was like mikey what happened buddy <laughs> well you know um in the community theater that I was a part of and that Griner's a part of stage three, they actually have an award at the end of the run called the duck. They, they vote on who made the biggest, funniest mistake and they get the <laughs> award. So then you get to take the duck home. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like that one in the time, our friend Ben, we were doing noises off. And he's supposed to like fall down the stairs. Like that's his thing. And he like fell down the stairs. And when he got up, I like looked over at my friends and I was like, Ben is not okay. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, he's white, like through his stage makeup. Like, and they were like, what are you talking about? And like, he had like, I don't think he, he didn't break it, but he had like landed on his wrist wrong when he fell. And then like, he had to fall like three more times in that show. Oh my gosh. You could just tell he was like holding his arm like as carefully as he could, but no one else knew. Like as soon as he stood up, I was like, Ben's hurt. And my friend was like, no, he's totally fine. I said, nope, Ben's hurt. See, I hurt myself really bad in, in a show one time. I had to, I had to be passed out drunk as part of my thing. And they were carrying me around everywhere. Oh gosh. And they, they wrenched when they were carrying me, they, 
I flop my neck wrong. Oh. And then when it, it intermission came right after that and I couldn't move my head. Ugh. We had some hot damn in the freezer and I drank three shots before I went back on stage. Oh, now you really weren't passed out drunk. Now it wasn't <laughs> acting. <laughs> I made it through okay, but man, I, my neck still is not right after that. And that was, golly, that was a, that was 92. Jeez. <laughs> Crazy theater time. See, this is why I worked backstage. I never got hurt, so to speak. Had some sandbag could have fallen on you. I had yeah. some, some close calls hanging from some fly rails, but I never got hurt. Being injured on stage is rough, but... What did you guys do over the holidays? Anything interesting? I went on a cruise. Oh like, God, I forgot. Megan has to brag about her cruise. Which I can't, I did a, a home COVID test yesterday because I've been off the boat for like three or four days. Came back negative. So whoop, that's whoop. always good. Yeah. Well, we're all zooming in today just because it's so fucking cold. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it like 15 degrees here today. And it's like we all had to stay home and be cozy today. Yes. I did get to go to Megan's Bay, spelled my name, like spelled like I spell Megan. So that was <laughs> fucking great. And how was Megan's Bay? It was glorious. It was like I white sand like beaches and like the bluest water. I was like, I'm never, I'm never leaving here. I'm going to buy a house on that cliff and I'll just stay here. What about you, Keith? What'd you do at the holidays? Oh, I went to Barnes and Noble like way more than I should have because they had 50% off their hardcovers. I heard about that. Yeah. They're like an hour away and ev they kept extending it. And I, I swear, I thought Mr. Keith was like, he was very, very nice about it. He kept being like, okay, they extended it. Do you want to go to a different one? And every Barnes and Noble is an hour away in different directions. Aww. And after a while, I was like, they need to stop extending it because- a, we're going to be broke, and B, this is ridiculous, and we're driving way too far for books that I don't need because I read them on my Kindle. I just like to look at them. I was a little jealous when I had Wi-Fi and saw the email, and I was like, I want, I need a bookstore. <laughs> but then I was like, but I have a pristine blue ocean, so I'll take that over there. I am, yeah. I am too choosy. I did not buy any books. Zero. Rachel said, like, the YA section was, like, wiped out. So you need to come to a place like here where I apparently nobody reads because my sections were crazy filled with books, which is oh. sad, but good for me, I guess. Yeah. How about you, Vani? How was your holiday? It was kind of weird because uh, my son got COVID. Oh. On Christmas Eve, he lost his smell and taste. So he came over on Christmas Day, but we had to do Christmas through the uh, glass storm door <laughs> in the hallway. Hey, well, at least it was nice. I mean, it was like, what, 70 degrees on Christmas here? Yeah. It was so nice out that it actually got way too hot in my house when I was cooking. And I had to open the screen on the back door because it was just sweating. I thought about turning on the air conditioning. And it's, then it's an air conditioned Christmas. Yeah. And then we were going to have Christmas yesterday with my mom and everything but then we had all this freezing rain and snow so we called it off again but instead we had echo's um birthday birthday party oh i made some uh doggy birthday cake with icing oh my god and they all played and all had their own cupcake with whipped cream they loved it 
they had a blast. How old is she now? She's five. Woo! She's an old lady. Does she know her ABCs yet? Listen, she's just like the rest of us. She's just trying to make it through the day. (laughs) But the young ones went out partying on New Year's. And I ended up having to go pick them up because they were too drunk to drive. So everybody had a very late night. Um, you guys mine, don't have weird things that you have to eat on New Year's? No one did that weird thing? Oh, you know what? No. I did. I totally did not do that. Usually Crap, it's the, we're all going to have a crappy year now. Oh, and I did laundry yesterday, which is also bad, supposedly. You're not supposed to do laundry. Supposedly you're not supposed to do laundry on New Year's Day. It's like it's bad luck. Well, I did like five loads, so we're just fucked. Guys, no. guys, Listen, I'm, I've I'm, been doing black eyes and pe- black eyed peas for I don't know how long and it hasn't worked yet. So I was going to say I, I'm old all these years. I have never eaten black eyed peas. So it's good. Miley Cyrus's terrible outfit and how oh she lost God. it on stage. That was hysterical. Keith texted and was like, is anybody watching Miley Cyrus lose her shirt on live TV? And I was like, no, but I will turn it on right now. What happened? I seriously was watching it live. And first off, it was barely a top. And it it was like a yard of fabric. Wait, wait, wait. It had these tiny straps. And in all the commercials, it's so funny. In every commercial, they say, oh, Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson. And then he says, this can't possibly be a good idea, like because of COVID. (laughs) I was like, you're right, Pete. It's not. (laughs) So she's wearing this tiny little top already. It's yes. literally like a yard of fabric. Like, yeah, it and it's got covered. holes all through it. But she is singing Party in the USA. Midnight has just rung and the strap, the straps came apart. And <gasps> she did such a good job. She of, did. Like, she, she was held herself, like, And then she turned around, kept singing, went backstage and got a blazer and wore this blazer open over her nakedness the rest of the night. Oh, my God. And I was like, I would never. I would never have been able to pull that off. And I, I was so impressed, but also like, how on earth did you think that outfit was going to make it? So did the, here's the question every woman who did not see this wants to know. Did she have nice nipples? You didn't see them. She oh, was really quick. Like she man. felt it break. She was quick. She yeah, was like, not Janet Jackson. I thought all. it was going to be a Janet Jackson with a big old pasty on or something. Well, and I think because she was holding her like microphone. So when it broke, yeah. she felt it. And so she just like immediately like put her arm up. And, and she then, kept kind of dancing yeah. and just turned around and was singing. So you saw her naked back like. But it was pretty much a naked back before the shirt fell apart. Like That's it was true like, too. It was just like a. Well, Miley Cyrus has little bitty boobies anyway, so it does. was probably real easy for her to cover yeah, them up. Yeah, that's true. I suppose if I, mean, I lost honestly, my top, like, nobody yeah. would really notice. I, mean, I, like, I was just impressed that she was like so quick, and she just kept singing and walked off like stage, and kept singing backstage while I'm sure they were like taping the that like the jacket to her, like double-sided so tape. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's wild. And you could almost feel the cameraman's panic every time she'd turn. He was like, I don't know which way to go so that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Have to be ready to move it. Well, yeah, because when that happened to Janet Jackson, the network got in big trouble for They that. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's all, all live shows now have a delay because of Janet Jackson. Well, so that if was there had- so very obviously a setup. Come on. That was a setup. Well, she was wearing pasties. Mm, yeah she was wearing she was wearing something on her boob that covered her nipple come on now 
I kind of wonder if Miley Cyrus's wasn't stage two. I've heard people say that. There's I don't no think such so, thing though. as bad publicity, you guys. Mm, I know. True. And look what everybody's talking about. I know. Miley yeah. Cyrus. Yep. And now she's going to. Like, what would happen if somebody who lived in a rundown trailer lost, <laughs> lost their top in the, in the uh, red dog on New Year's Eve? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody'd be throwing money at her. <laughs> Woo, baby! <laughs> Come on! It's not like I any mean, of those people were wearing much clothing to begin with. I mean, one of the girls had a, a completely see-through dress. Her little sister had a slit like way up to like her belly button in her dress. I mean, on the side, I it it was funny because I was like, yes, it's Miami children. It's hot there, so they can't wear clothes. <laughs> I mean, my kids are old, so who cares? But... <laughs> I was laughing. It I was like, wow. Yeah, Sorry. but kids should be kids should be in bed by that time. Even on so New Year's. It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> Even on New Year's. If they're not, if they're old enough to stay up till midnight, then you should have had the talk with them anyway. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't I, care, I don't obviously, care. because mine are old and everything. I just I'm getting honestly, that was the first thing I said. I'm getting old. Because I'm like, look at this. Like, how is that a top, Miley? It well, really was not a top. Well, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or if it's just the difference in the generations. But it seems like kids wear less clothes now. I mean, just in general. Like, even just a, whenever my uh, niece graduated high school and I went to her graduation, like, these kids were taking off their graduation gowns. And it looked like they had oversized sparkly t-shirts on and they were dresses i swear one swift wind and i would have been seeing lips and asses and not on their face <laughs> <laughs> it was hey, hey I really? and i'm like if you're gonna show me those God. lips you better put some lipstick on them yeah it goes I told Tyler, <laughs> that's why they have the penis lipsticks now so they can just go ahead and <laughs> Make him camera ready. Oh my god! <laughs> it, do, it goes in phases. Either they're completely like no clothes, or I mean, can you remember in the '90s when we wore like huge jeans and like flannel over shirts? I mean, and it was like even in the summer, I was wearing 18 layers because that was what was cool. well. And then you look well, at this. Even in the even ahead. in the '80s when um, the half shirts were so popular. We also had high-waisted jeans, so mm. even though we had, like, you know, half the shirts, midriff. our midriff wasn't anything, wasn't, you didn't show belly button. No. Or, yeah. Well, some people no. did, but those were the sluts. And <laughs> No slut shaming! Sex workers, no. <laughs> well, I don't know if they got paid for it. Maybe with beer and meth. Bonnie! Beer and meth? Oh, my God! That was before meth. We gotta talk about books, man. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. We can talk about beer and meth after we get done talking about books. Bonnie, yes. did you read about any sluts? <laughs> Don't encourage her! No, no, no slut shaming in my book. Well, I mean, they call her a whore, but that's only because it's Nazi Germany and she's a She's a Jewish woman because, you know, what else would I read? Of course. True. You got to bring in the new year the way you do you. I haven't reviewed. Well, I have. Never mind. (laughs) Forget that. (laughs)
Okay, I haven't done a World War II book in a while. So the book I'm going to review today is called Our Darkest Night by Jennifer Robson. Like I said, it's a World War II book. It takes place in Italy in 1943. And what this book is about is there is a young woman, because she's, I think she's like maybe 17, 18, considered an adult in that time. And um, she lives with her father and she's educated and they kind of, you know, have a little bit of money. But of course, this is during World War II and they were Jewish. So what happens is her dad is friends with a Catholic priest and the Catholic priest arranges for her to move into the country and live with this family. But to be able to do that, she has to pose as the one of the brother's wives. So she basically has to completely change her name, change her identity, go live with this family that she knows absolutely nothing about in a farm when she's grown up and lived in a city her whole life. So she has no clue what to expect from farm life and pretend to be married to this Catholic man who she'd met on the way to the farm, like at the train station, never had seen him before and has to pretend to be comfortable enough to fool the Nazi soldiers at the train station that they're actually married. And then, um, of course, she gets to the farm and has no clue what farm life is even about. So she has to take on all of these chores and everything that she's never had to do before. And the oldest sister in the family, who kind of is like the matriarch of the family, doesn't like her at all. Like completely has an attitude against her from the time that she walks in and she doesn't know why. And uh, so it kind of goes from there, her trying to figure out where she fits in this new life that she has. And... Um, she ends up actually falling in love with the man that she's supposed to be married to. And he's a complete gentleman through the whole thing. You know, they sleep in the same room, but they don't sleep in the same bed. And he's, you know, gives her her own privacy. It's very respectful, but she ends up falling in love with him. So then it turns into kind of this love story between them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, Nazi soldiers, bad things happen in the town because, of course, you know, the the Jewish people are being rounded up and they're trying to find her because she's on the registries for the city and she's disappeared and the Nazi soldiers can't find her. So they're trying to find out what happened to her. They end up at the town looking for her old identity as she's posing for this new, as this other person who's married to this man who she didn't know, but now is in love with. So it kind of has a little bit for everybody. It has the Nazi aspect. So it has the sadness. It also has a, a sparking romance between the Catholic boy and the Jewish girl. And yeah little a lot of intrigue in this book i really i liked it a lot if i had reviewed it before our year end i might have put it on my favorite books because it was just 
And, you know, I'm not a real romancy person, but just that, I don't know, that romance was okay for me. I liked it. It wasn't drama. It just kind of developed and it was just innocent and refreshing. It was good. Very well written. My coworker who sits right next to me always knows when I'm in a very good book because I won't talk to her for like three days while I'm reading it at work. Every once in a while when I haven't said anything to her all day, she's like, Bonnie. And I'm like, what? She's like, you reading a book? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, it's a good book, huh? I'm like, yeah, it is. This is the kind of book that you alienate your coworkers for. It's that good. Definitely a five star for me. Nice. And that was called Our Darkest Night by Jennifer Robson. Awesome. Not as bad as some of my World War II Nazi Germany books. Always good to have a little variety in your historical fiction trauma porn. I mean, this would be really good for somebody who likes romance because of the romance between them. So it's good. What the freak is wrong with Goodreads? It's really starting to piss me off. (laughs) It's It's the beginning of the year. So everybody and their brother is doing stuff. Yeah. Yesterday was a cluster on that site because everyone was trying to update their reading goals. All right, Keith, what you got? So I read a romance because, you know, it's the beginning of the year and you have to start off right. Um, And it was by a debut author. It is called Love at First Spite by Anna E. Collins. It was very very interesting i love the plot because and this is going to say a lot about me as a person honestly because it's a big old revenge book nice so this woman danny short from danielle she is an interior designer and uh she works with a big firm and um so they have everybody there architects you know uh designers that kind of thing Um, So she is all set to get married to a guy and um, they have bought this house. Now she saved all this money because she wanted to buy this house together with him. Uh, Turns out though, and they had plans to buy this house together. And also there's this small parcel of land on the lot next to it. And she does crafts and things. And she wants to buy the parcel of land and put like a little she shed kind of thing as her workshop there. So they have all these conversations about it. And then he goes off and buys the house on his own, doesn't take any of her money and puts it under his name only and does not buy the parcel of land. So she's seeing red flags, but she's like, okay, whatever. He's, you know, old fashioned. Well, then she finds him screwing the realtor that sold them the house. Shut up. So wedding's off. It's a month before their wedding and wedding's off. She, you know, destroys her dress, everything else. And she's still not feeling great about, you know, she's just not feeling like he got his comeuppance. Well, the little parcel of land next door is still for sale because he never bought it. So she buys it with a friend of hers, a friend of hers and her landlady. (laughs) So the three of them buy the parcel of land and it's a really small parcel of land. Like, so they get to work on kind of like a tiny house to put on it because they're going to rent it as an Airbnb. He has this house where it is because it has this beautiful ocean view, but not if they put like a two-story house on the plot next door, which is closer to the ocean view. So she's basically going to ruin his view. (laughs) 
and she's going to put a house on this parcel that's like right near the house so he has a lot less land (laughs) i like her style right so again this says a lot about me as a person because i loved that (laughs) (laughs) so she gets and uh she gets like this grumpy architect to help her to make the plans and throughout the book they just they do all these just terrible things that they know that he'll hate like he hates garden gnomes so she she gets all these little garden gnomes doing fun things and she puts them around the land as they're building and he hates the huskies so she puts a great big husky flag um on the house and (laughs) so i mean obviously i mean it's a romance but it's also this amazing tale of vengeance against someone who has wronged you. And it was it was just really fun. I loved everything about it. The romance was steamy. There was all this awesome chemistry in it. And I mean, we get awesome vengeance against someone who has totally wronged us in a terrible way, which again, speaks Volumes about me as a person. Don't fuck with me. No, (laughs) is mine. But it it was a really good book. I I just loved it. I'm excited that it's a debut, and I hope that she writes a bunch more because I will definitely read anything by her now. And that was Love at First Spite by Anna E. Collins. Nice. I like the way she thinks. She calls it the Spite House. Like everyone refers it to to it as the spite house which is just so fun well martha's getting a double dose of romance (gasps) this week oh and i know that it is post christmas but i have one more christmas romance to review because i finished it while i was on the cruise keep christmas with us all through the year exactly um so i read nick and noel's christmas playlist by cody hall and this was such a fun book. So we have Nick and Noel, of course, like Christmas names. And like all of Nick's sisters have Christmas names. Like everything's kind of Christmassy named and I am here for it. Um, so Noel and Nick have been like best friends their whole lives. Like their parents were best friends. Their best friends. It's been a thing. Um, and er- when, ne- when Noel was like 16 her parents were killed in a car crash and nick's family became her guardians like it was in her parents will and so she and nick have pretty much grown up together they're like best friends martha's nick has been away for eight years i think because he was serving in the military noel also served she served a little less time she's been back for a while and she's just kind of playing like the I don't want a relationship cards with everyone in, that she's with because with the death of her parents, she decided at the age of 16 that she was never going to get married, never going to have kids because when you love someone, they they leave. Like that was what her 16-year-old brain like translated that loss into. So she's like, nope, not happening. So she's been, you know, having friends with benefits with several people throughout her life. So she, Nick comes home and he's dating. And I want to say her name was Amber. That might not be the right name, but I think it is. 
and everyone hates Amber. Like she hates Amber. His sisters are like, why are you still dating this crazy girl? His parents can't stand her. But he's like, guys, you just, she just misunderstood. Okay, where does the random echo come from? Random echo come from? The echo will not tell you. (laughs) I know. I'm blaming Vonnie. Uh, (laughs) It's not your fault, Vonnie. Hey. (laughs) I don't know. Why is it my fault? You want me to meet? Oh, wait. Ha! See, the echo stopped. (laughs) Um, So everybody just hates Amber. He's like ready to propose. They've been together since high school. And he's like, I am in love with Amber. Uh, So he comes home. And it's not really a spoiler because it's the beginning of the book. Uh, Amber dumps him. (laughs) (laughs) And she's just like, We've never even really been together. You've been gone for eight years, blah, blah, blah. And he's just kind of heartbroken. And um, him and Noel always exchange songs. So that's kind of where this playlist title comes from because they'll just like text each other songs. Like, hey, this song made me think of you or hey, this song fits what's happening in life right now. Um, and after he's broken up with Amber, ever his sisters start meddling, right? Because the sisters want him with noel so they're like trying to like coordinate and never and noel's like no i'm never getting married i don't want a relationship like i'm gonna keep messing around with this guy we'll find out that the guy that she was messing with has started dating somebody and he didn't tell her and she just gets really like irrationally mad about it and she knows she's being irrationally mad about it (laughs) and there she's out with nick and their friends at like the local bar and nick's ex walks in and what's his face that I can't think of his name right now walks in. And so to make both of the exes jealous, they decide to like make out because they're like, kill two birds with one stone. We'll make them both jealous. Um, And then of course that ignites like the spark. And so the whole book is them kind of going back and forth. Like, are we going to be in a relationship? Are we not in a relationship? Um, And everyone trying to make them be in a relationship because they're like, you are like each other's other half. Like you have to be together, get it together people. And Amber, the ex, makes me want to punch her in the throat. Like, every time I read her name, I was like, oh, my God, please, like, jump off a cliff. Because she's just, like, the worst. Like, I do feel that way about her. Um, If I had written the book, her name would have been Marissa, because that name is triggering to me. Um, Sorry to all the Marissas. Uh, It's not you. It's another one. Um, (laughs) Unless it's you, Marissa. (laughs) Unless it's it's you. you. And then, oh no. Um, (laughs) But so she was a very Marissa in my world. And but like, it was one of those things like she didn't want to be with Nick, but like no one else could be with Nick. Like, Mm. so she was super jealous and would just like say shit to Noelle to make Noelle doubt her feelings or like what Nick was doing. And like, there was just fights that that Amber like initiated. Like she would just plant the little like seed and then like saunter away. Like I am innocent. I am the best. Everyone loves me. And everyone's like, no, we fucking hate you. <laughs> like, uh, but it was super fun. It is a romance. Um, there, There's a funny moment between Nick's parents and Nick and Noel. Like one of the first times they're kind of like testing out their boundaries and like his parents like show up unannounced at the apartment and they're about to like get it on <laughs> and they like hear knocking on the door and they're like who the hell is that 
feet and they threw like somehow like her underwear ended up under the couch and she's like oh my god your parents know your parents know oh my god and he's like they have no idea and as his mom and dad are leaving her his mom's like hugs him and is like let noelle know her underwear is under the couch and like oh. walks out <laughs> like and his dad had no idea but his mom was like all for it because she loves noelle so she was but it was just really funny because she's in like oh my god they know and he's like they have no idea i promise they don't know and then his mom was like I know the moms <laughs> always notice that stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was cute. Um, I really enjoyed it. I lo- I really need to see if this author or if anyone has made the playlist like on Spotify. Cause at the end of the book, there's like, it's literally like Nick and Noel's playlist. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is probably great. So I need to look and see if it's on Spotify. Cause if not, I will probably make it. Uh, it's a fun Christmas romance. You know, what's going to happen, but you still love it anyway. And that is Nick and Noel's Christmas Playlist by Cody Hall. And I gave it five stars. Loved every minute of it. Well, you said relationship like 15 times in there. So, yeah. I know you loved it. Relationship, relationship, relationship. Except for Amber, but she's the character you love to hate because everyone knows an Amber. Or a Marissa, whatever that name may be for you. I worked with a girl named Amber one time. That's the only Amber I've ever known. She was okay. Oh, see. I just can't even say Marissa without it sounding. I've never known a Marissa. Hmm. Wouldn't it be funny, Megan, if if Marissa was a fan of this podcast and you didn't know it? (laughs) She'll know. Alienated her. Just because Um, Megan hates you doesn't mean the rest of us have to. (laughs) If Marissa listens to a book podcast, I'd be shocked (laughs) from what I remember of her. Mm, (laughs) Hey, I assume that it is my turn now. It is your turn. And I'm going to guess we're going to space. Nope. (gasps) We're not going to the future. Nope. Nope. (laughs) But it does have some weirdness in it. Actually, kind of a ghost story, which I Mm -hmm. don't usually like ghost stories. But in this case... I make an exception because this is called The Sentence by Louise Erdrich. The the one thing about Louise Erdrich is she does such a fantastic job of portraying Native Americans in a way that just makes you want to know more about them, about their culture, about their connections with other people, all of these things. The book starts out talking about... Tookie. And Tookie is, has kind of a wayward part in her life. Because the beginning of the book, she's sort of tricked into doing something super sketchy. She has this really good friend who has a sketchy boyfriend. And the boyfriend takes off and goes with somebody else, but she's still in love with them. Well, said boyfriend dies. And Tookie's friend begs her, begs her, begs her to steal her friend's body and bring him back to her. <laughs> I know. It's just totally <laughs> I'm sorry, can you repeat that whole sentence? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she gets talked into going and getting dead body. Okay. And bringing him back. Well, she used to work for this vegetable delivery company or something. So she steals a refrigerated truck and brings it back to her friend. Well, she just basically can't be bothered to hide the fact that she did it. 
you know, so she leaves the refrigerator truck out front of her friend's house and then just <laughs> takes the money because the friend gave her money to do it. So it's like $20,000 or some crazy thing. So she takes the money, goes and cashes the check. And I'm, I think she's probably pretty young in this. I don't remember her exact age. But long story short, she goes to prison because the thing she didn't know is that he had meth in his armpits. So basically he was used, they used him as a way to ferry drugs across state lines. The two girls, the, the wife and the ex-girlfriend were in it together. Dear this is God. weird even for you. <laughs> so, and this isn't even really the whole story. This is just kind of the backstory, the reason she goes to prison, which is weird. And in the end, they find out that the two women were in it together and Tookie gets out of prison. But she's just such a, I don't know. She just feels like a pure soul, even though the stuff she does is dumb. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the guy who arrests her, tr- the tribal police, she's a native woman. And the tribal police guy that arrests her ends up showing up after she gets out of prison. After she gets out of prison, she gets a job in a bookstore. And she's, she, of course, because what she does the whole time she's in jail is read. And so she, she gets hired on at this bookstore afterwards. And one day this tribal cop shows up and basically just drops on one knee and, and proposes to her. So basically all this, she's, she begins to live for the first time in her life because she has somebody who loves her. She has a job she loves. And all of this time, you're getting a lot of native information and cultural practices and those sorts of things sort of sprinkled into the story. But the, one of the things that makes this so interesting is it takes place during the beginning of the pandemic. And it takes place in Minneapolis, where George, George Floyd died. So you see the protests, you see mm. the, um, the lockdown, you see how this bookstore struggles to survive during that time. So it's a, I, I could have never read this book a year ago, because it just would have been too much, too, too real, too soon. But I, I think I just picked it up at exactly the right time. I really love her writing style anyway. And so there are just so many things about it. I think really if I had to put my finger on it, I would say that the reason I liked it is it's so authentic. You really crawl inside the skin of the characters. You really live with them. You understand their motivations. You feel their pain. Oh, and there's a ghost story as well. No. Oh. Because the bookstore is being haunted. By the ghost of the dead body she saw? No, 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 no. By a different woman. Because that body's pissed. I I know. Yeah. By a different woman who who is a bookstore customer that is a particularly particularly annoying customer. And she basically won't leave the bookstore. So it's really good. I mean, it just has so many things about it that tick the boxes for me. Normally, I don't really like ghost stories. I find them a little on on the tame side. But the fact that all of these other things were woven into it really just made it full and rich and entertaining and 
Luis Erdrich just does such an, she paints such an incredible picture of native lifestyles and traditions and those sorts of things. I really enjoyed it. And that was called The Sentence by Louise Erdrich. I know. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. I love it. You know, it's good. I was like, I was expecting the ghost to be the dead body ghost. Nope. So basically the ghost is like any one of us, but girls. Exactly. You know, I was exactly. thinking the same thing. I was too. I, I think that if it hadn't taken place in a bookstore, that the ghost part would have really pissed me off. But the fact that it was in a bookstore that, and that she worked in the bookstore and that she loved books, that part of it really spoke to me. And then there's the mystery of why the ghost is hanging on. So you're curious. You, you want to try to figure out why this woman won't leave. Because they don't have the book she wants. And all it. of the native like <laughs> legends and mm-hmm. practices and beliefs and, and their whole spiritual life, you're able to dig a little deeper into some of those areas. And that's one of the things that makes it so interesting. Plus, mm. for some reason, I just loved this character. I just loved her <laughs> so much, even though she did steal a dead body and go to prison. I don't care. I, I thought she was lovely. I mean, what's a dead body between friends? I know. Right. If one of you guys asked me to hide a body, I would totally do it. I wonder why she thinks, what was the reason that she thought she was getting the body? Like the woman just loved him so much she wanted him so with her? Yes. In her yes. Well, she huh. didn't care what happened once the body got there. It was none of her she business. She just wanted the money, she right? She just wanted, well, I mean, and and her friend was so adamant about it. About. I'm almost glad that she had that it had drugs in it because I was like, why on earth would you want your dead? The why? Like, why would you want that? I like, don't. I, it didn't make any sense to me either, and it's not something that. It's I, the coolest way to I, mule drugs I've I ever know, heard. I know. It was just <laughs> such. It was just such a breath of fresh air kind of book. Not something that I expected and. Honestly, if this woman hadn't been the one to write it, I probably would have never picked it up because it doesn't really fit into my usual type read. Mm-hmm. But it just feels so good every once in a while to get a book like that, that where you love the characters. I, I would have read it without the ghost story. The ghost story was just kind of a... A side? Sort of, yeah. Sort of, sort of a... I don't, I don't know. It was good, though. It was really good. <clears throat> Nice. Is that a ratings thing, you think? You think the reason they feel like they need to be barely clothed has to do... Is it a fashion thing or is it the fact that she paid for them and wants them on display? What is it? I think... Well, that can't be Miley's reason because Miley really doesn't have anything. I mean... Yeah. So that's maybe a fashion thing? I think think it's just a fashion thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of it's fashion, some of it's they know it gets ratings. Hmm. And I mean, that wasn't the only thing she wore. She she did change her outfit many times during the night. Okay. Um, But it was weird that the outfit that fell apart happened right after the ball drop. But it was probably the skimpiest, too, which I mean... It was Why like a chain. You skimpiest? It was like a necklace chain. Oh. Like, it was super thin. Like okay. without a back. 
Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was almost like a like a halter bikini. If it was a chain top, it makes perfect sense because if it was different material than the material it was attached to, that I mean, I've had shirts do that before, where Mm -hmm. you know, if you. Well, and I'm wondering if she like caught it on her arm with her mic, and like Mm -hmm. when she moved her arm, if it. Just if pulled she, especially it, if she was wearing it, any jewelry or anything. Yeah. I mean, because it broke like at her shoulder almost like huh. it wasn't like at the fabric joining. It was almost like she caught it. And when she pulled on it, it oh. like came apart. Have, yeah, have, I don't have any of I you think ever it was genuinely an accident. Have but. any of you ever had a, a wardrobe malfunction? Oh, yeah. I'm um, sure. I just don't know what they are right this minute. I've had one in a, in a photograph that we noticed way later <laughs> where I was wearing an outfit for Halloween. I'm not going to say what it was simply because the photo is out there. <laughs> it was a Halloween photo with friends and my nipple is on full display in the photo. Oh, oh no. <laughs> or half a nipple, yeah. half a nipple. And I, nobody noticed it. I mean, because I'm, I have tiny boobs. When I taught preschool, I learned quickly that I always wore a cami under whatever I was wearing because it was amazing the kind of malfunctions your clothes can have when you're around little children. Like stuff that I would think would be fine. Nope, somehow they'd find a way to like, rip it or or it would come down too far tug, or tug your shirt down I f- yeah i feel like i was constantly having or i think my i think my profile pic on here on zoom is one day all the kids decide to bring me all their toys and just stuff them in my shirt <laughs> <laughs> so there's just like beads and blocks hanging out of my shirt and i was like see this is this is something i never would have thought but yet yeah. Oh, and I, I had a, a wardrobe malfunction at a beach in Maui one time. Nice. Yeah. Malfunction uh, quotes. No, I really did. It was a <laughs> malfunction because what happened was the, the surf was really rough that day. Oh, dear God. And I was wearing a bikini because, you know, I was only in my 20s. Uh, I want to say that was my 29th birthday trip. And I decided I was going to go into the ocean. So I went into the ocean and the wave picked me up and slammed me onto the beach. Uh And when I came up out of the water, my bikini top was up here around my (laughs) shoulders. And of course, I was dazed because I had taken a header into the sand and I stood up and I was just kind of wobbling around and every, the people at the beach were going like this, you know, um, you know, trying to signal to me that I was standing there bare breasted in front of everyone on the beach. And I looked down and my bikini was kind of a white, white color with some, Oh dear God. And it was inside out. Oh, and God. up around my shoulders. So it's like there was absolutely no ambiguity there. I was completely naked on the beach. I had, I have had one wardrobe malfunction that I've met that your bikini story. My, I was on a sailboat on Lake Max and Cucky and Culver with my friend Alex and Alan. And I feel like there's somebody else. There might have been too many of us on this sailboat. <laughs> and we hit like a wave 
And somehow <laughs> I had the same, like my whole suit was like just, just totally skewed. And I was like, what in the hell? Like, because we'd hit this, cr- it must've been really windy. Cause like Max and Cookie doesn't get real wavy, but no, yeah, I definitely, that was. Got a boob, maybe got to have a boob hanging out at least one oh, or two yeah. times in your life. Come on, Vani. Oh, Surely yeah. you've had a boob make an entrance in public. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever had a boob malfunction. There was one time that I had an office full of people and um, I went to move the calendar date and I was wearing a dress and the dress, like when I raised my arms up, my whole dress came up. Oh. Like, so everybody luckily, got to see your ass. Were you wearing underwear at least? I was wearing underwear and pantyhose at the time. Oh. So, Cause you know, I was at work. So there was, you know, dress code. And, you know, of course, you know, getting in and out of the car with a dress a few times, the wind, you know, took my skirt all the way up above my head. Yeah. Hence the reason that in Oklahoma City, wearing a dress is sort of like inviting an ass showing. Yeah. And this is when I worked at the auction. So there was a dress code and you had to wear a dress on sale day. You had to wear a dress. See, I don't think so that's... There was a lot of dress malfunctions when I worked at the auction. Because of dresses. Dresses are evil. I know I Megan dresses. doesn't think so. She likes dresses, but... I, I do. I, I, like wear I, I wear dresses I all the time. I've, worn, I've only worn a dress, I think, twice since I've left the auction and no longer had to wear them for work. I don't I think they can really... I, I Honestly, I don't think they can really do that anymore. I got asked to wear a dress one time since I worked at the station, my boss pulled me aside and says, said, you have to wear a dress on Monday. We're having corporate people. Mm. And I had, I went and bought a dress specifically for work that day. Mm. And I've never worn it since. I just don't yeah. like dresses. It's not my thing. Love them. I don't like them either. It's just, it's too easy to have wardrobe malfunctions. Like one time when I was walking around and I went across the lobby to this little restaurant that was inside the auction. And um, I had put my jacket on because it was cold. And I guess my dress had gotten caught underneath my jacket in the back. So somebody <laughs> ran up behind me and was pulling my dress out of my <laughs> jacket. So I was walking around with my ass hanging out for who knows how long. <laughs> We've all had that happen. Nobody said anything, obviously, because they were just enjoying the show. Oh my God. We've all been there. So I didn't have any boob slippage, but I had a lot of ass. See, now, the thing that I find really hilarious about that is that, you know, women with, like me, with tiny little boob, well, of course, there's nothing to hold it down. If you're wearing a bikini, you have boobs the size of mine. Your bikini's going to come off at some point unless you have a. You know, unless it's a, an underwire because it just mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to keep it from going up. Yeah. N- none of you have that issue. So you wouldn't, un- mm-hmm. you would just wouldn't the understand. Kind of, the only kind of a uh, boob malfunction clothing wise I've ever had is having bras break oh, when yeah. I've been, and you know, you bend down and it goes snap and breaks or snap i've had the um what do you call it shoulder strap the shoulder strap break before and i've had to tie it together i had the uh, front closure of a bra break one time and i had to wire it together with a safety with a uh, paper clip mm-hmm. 
Unfortunately, there isn't anything you can do when the underwire snaps because I've had that happen numerous times. The good thing that I don't have to wear underwires around my ass cheeks because then, you know, things would be breaking all over the place. <laughs> hey, this might be a new business model. No. <laughs> Come on. For that. Lifts and separates? I would totally buy that. I have a flat <laughs> ass. I have yeah, I need a butt boostier. Butt boostier. <laughs> my my ass is, is flat and fallen. Yeah, it's for when gravity catches up to you, gives your butt that lift that you need. I need that. God, I don't even want to wear a bra. I really don't want to wear. I don't know whatever you're talking. What would we call bra. it? An ass bra. <laughs> An ass bra. Oh Jesus! Come on now. I, I'm, I'm thinking this could be an entrepreneurial windfall if we get it, if we, if we market it correctly. Listen, there's a lot of people that want to look like the Kardashians. Just think of how much my ass would stick out if I could put some underwires under there and give it a little bit of lift. Come on. I would totally do that. My ass would be the last thing that leaves a building, not even the room. <laughs> That's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.